डेवलपमेंट फिल्म सब टाइटलिंग कलेक्टिंग क्यूरेटिंग एंड राइटिंग अबाउट मूवी पोस्टर्स जहांस की आई फॉर मूवी पोस्टर्स हैज ऑल्सो बीन फीचर्ड इन मूवीज ऑनलाइन पब्लिकेशन नोटबुक एंड टूडे वी आर यू डिस्कस पोस्टर फीलिया एज एन ऑडियोगैन केस स्टडी विथ हिम सो हे थैंक्स जहान फॉर गिविंग योर टाइम एंड इट्स अ रियल प्लेजर टू हैव यू ऑन ऑडियोगैन थैंक यू सो मच केदार इट्स अ टोटल प्लेजर या आई मीन इफ यू कैन स्टार्ट by telling us what is postophilia uh, how and why did you started just to set context sure sure so uh, i mean movie posters have been like kind of an obsession since uh, really long like at least like over a decade uh, you know i think it kind of uh, was a combination of of course my love for movies which i've been a movie buff since uh, i think distinctly i can remember when uh, uh, Lagan released in 2001 is when I kind of realized that I was uh, really really like passionate about films and also I I so remember that uh, vividly because it was a very uh, watershed year I feel for Hindi cinema like Lagan and Dil Chahta hai pretty much changed the way uh, Hindi films looked and felt you know so uh, anyway uh, so I mean uh, and of course I was always very uh, interested in fonts and visual design even though I've never formally studied design So I think movie posters became like an amalgamation of uh, uh, those those two things. Also, of course, I I have a great love of like packaging and branding things. You know, like uh, I think it's uh, fun to <laughs> make things sometimes look better than they are, and that's what movie posters often do, right? Like they make they make movies look uh, better than they actually might be. So yeah, um, so yeah, uh, I have like I said, I've been kind of I think over since two thousand ten. largely when i used to actually work uh, i worked briefly with a uh, publicity design house uh, called secret who've done of course campaigns for rang devasanti and uh, uh, a lot of kalhona ho uh, back then and uh, you know i i think i mean they were not called that then when when kalhona ho happened i think uh, but yeah they set up their own house in delhi 6 anyway they've done, they've done a lot of great work so i i worked with them for a brief uh, uh, time uh, as a conceptualizer uh you know i was really like new in bombay then and figuring my way out and that's when actually uh during the process of working there i would sit and reference for hours and hours and hours and i think that's around when i started discovering uh the work of like so many like amazing poster designers around the globe you know and being exposed to different kinds of design different kind of sensibilities and aesthetics and also um uh, observing poster art from various parts of the world so yeah i mean i think uh, over the last 10 years uh, i kind of ended up building like a pretty huge wealth of uh, knowledge apart from like a huge bank of posters some of which has gotten deleted from drives because they crashed and stuff but but yeah like i kept like collecting all this stuff and uh, uh, in 2018 when i uh, quit my day job Uh, that's when i so i had this idea in my head for a really long time of doing this curation but uh, um, 
there's a gentleman called Adrian Curry who writes for movie.com and he runs this amazing uh, it used to be a Tumblr and now it's an Instagram account uh, called movie poster of the day and uh, what i had in mind was kind of similar to what he does he posts a poster of uh, every day pretty much uh, similarly uh, the way i do uh, and i didn't want to be like another copycat account so i, I never did it until you know like i said i quit my job and i was kind of free and then you know like i thought that okay to hell with it i'll i'll just do it anyway uh, i'll i'll try and kind of own it and like kind of make it my own and you know so that it come doesn't come across as just another account posting posters uh, you know so i thought maybe i can what i can what i can do is like add my perspective to it uh, also like introduce these things to an indian audience uh, and and talk about it also from a more perhaps indian perspective uh, and yeah like showcase stuff that perhaps gets missed out there uh, even though both of us often like end up uh, posting you know the same kind of stuff uh so yeah so that is where it kind of started uh and uh, yeah it's uh, it started in september or i think it was end 2018 uh mm-hmm. that also led to uh, a film companion column so i mean for those who aren't aware i write a column for film companion which uh, mm-hmm. yeah right now is kind of on hold because of the whole coronavirus <laughs> situation but uh, but yeah like i've been writing for them for a while uh, off and on and um, Yeah, so they reached out very uh, uh, kindly and said that like, hey, nobody writes about movie posters in India, like anywhere. So why don't you do that? Uh, so that was exciting. So yeah, it's literally something that started out on a whim, and uh, it's grown and grown and grown, and now like, yeah, like I mean, yeah, I'm like totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's a great uh, uh, like learning curve for like a side project which has been like a passion and like growing to become. like close to about 10000 followers and yeah i mean uh, it's it's a i mean we look at bollywood in a different light whereas uh, the posters which you have put up at least which i've seen on instagram have like a different shade to it altogether right so yeah i mean uh, so so if you can share like what is the process of curation i mean uh, i've i've seen like few of the articles on film companion talking about say like uh, uh, posters with kishor kumar in it or say raining posters right so what is the thought behind it like if you can just briefly tell about that see on on posterphilia i mean there's no set process to be honest it's literally like i just keep like looking for stuff uh, of late it's been like you know i've been uh, but we'll get to that later i guess my obsession mm-hmm. has been looking for foreign posters for indian films and and generally i have a, i love uh, apart from indian films i just love exploring new a uh, poster cultures you know like uh, from around the world so i that i keep like discovering new stuff and learning uh, but so i think the basic set criteria that i i think follow maybe if there is one uh, on posterphilia is that i try and not share stuff that is uh, very commonly known or has been seen seen like i like to so like say if there's a poster for uh, chinatown you know uh, i probably like the hollywood poster for chinatown is amazing but i probably would like to share a japanese or a hungarian poster for that film that you probably haven't seen before uh, you know so mm-hmm. so yeah i i kind of stay away from uh, well very well known stuff even though actually to an indian audience sometimes i think even those might not be familiar enough but uh, and i'm to be honest like those will probably get me more 
uh, likes and stuff like you know like i mean uh, i mean given the hard work i put in sometimes it's very disappointing to see that the post doesn't get that kind of response and i think people do tend to like stuff that is familiar for example like this is the i recently posted something for parasite and it's like the fourth or fifth time i posted something and again it it got like the most response more response than any mm-hmm. other thing uh, you know that i've uh, posted and that was pretty easily accessible but anyway having said mm-hmm. that uh, so yeah i try and like even though it might not be super popular always but i try and uh, i think the people who really appreciate it uh, will appreciate it so I, i try to bring that slightly unconventional thing something that personally also would feel like a revelation to me that oh like there's this czechoslovakian poster for this hollywood film that i or bollywood film that i kind of knew of you know so it just gives you this totally different uh, kind of angle to it so that like yeah. that i think is one one basic thing i follow i try and not post stuff that is like pretty much out there well known you know so i mean that doesn't mm-hmm. need more highlighting so yeah, yeah. that but but uh, like do you think as in like how do you uh, identify that this has been like really published by uh, like the production house or the director or someone from the film itself and not really an artists Right. I mean, I'll tell you why. Like because... an alternate poster versus an official poster. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you why because I was uh, just stumbling upon, like, I stumbled upon one project called, I think, the Polish Poster Project or something. Correct. And it has like really beautiful Kill Bill ka posters and, well, like, really beautiful posters, but they are renditions by some artist and not really from the production house. Correct. So, correct. how do you differentiate those? I mean this again like no set way I but yeah I do take great pains to because so what a lot of people don't realize is that yeah I mean everything I post on my feed largely I think maybe I've made an exception once uh, uh or something but yeah like or maybe not even that but yeah I always make it a point to post official release posters so yeah I mean I do double checks on everything that I uh, you know kind of post and you i mean i stick to websites and all that have release posters they don't have alternative art uh with polish posters though uh, i have to say actually and i was just discussing this this morning uh it can get very confusing sometimes Correct. so i have to do like a triple check when it comes to polish posters because yes there are a lot of uh, uh polish posters made now by even current polish artists for older films and all and they are in that typical what we have come to know as the polish poster style so i think one way to differentiate it of course is to number one see the date of origin of the poster so if i see a pulp fiction poster that has been made in uh, i mean at the date of origin is uh, you know whatever in the 2000s clearly it's not like an a release poster from back then it's something that's been made later uh, as a comm- commemorative thing or whatever as an alternate art thing but uh, mm-hmm. yeah so that is kind of roughly when it comes to polish posters i kind of uh, yeah first look at the date and then i do a couple of other double checks you know like uh, maybe go to websites which only re- feature release posters and not uh, alternative art because yeah that that sometimes can get confusing but yeah like that's what i mean uh, that's why i stick to because i feel of course polish posters just follow no rules anyway but but uh, you know that's the challenge when it comes to you know people often tend to compare alternative art with uh, uh, you know main i mean proper official release art and you know i think it's a very unfair comparison because mainstream uh, or rather official release posters in most cases have certain constraints that, like they need to sell a film uh, like i said not necessarily applicable to esoteric uh, countries like poland and stuff but but yeah generally like they need to kind of and 
when it comes to alternative posters you can do pretty much anything and you know this is why you just see so much variety and and often they play on the existing popularity of a film so you know when you have an official release poster you are actually introducing a film to an audience when you have a uh, you know an alternative poster it's often for a film that's already exists and like is popular and people know about it and you're kind of playing on that so mm-hmm. you don't have that responsibility of introducing the film to the audience which is such a big thing right which is just why right. which is pretty much what posters are meant for it's like the primary image that is put out to kind of yeah like make you relate to the film so yeah correct correct yeah interesting yeah like have you identified any pattern or any uh, trend that वैसे इज देर एनीथिंग इन दी पोस्टर वर्ल्ड इन इंडिया और आउटसाइड इंडिया वॉट एवर इज डेफिनेटलीउट इंडिया ओनलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगलीफिंगल
and uh, a lot of these uh, people also they didn't even i don't think they wanted to also to uh, make the transition to uh, the so yeah that that led to uh, number one of course even in the hand painted stuff i think because the films became more action heavy multi star uh, you know so there came uh, there was a slightly more delicate style earlier a little more painterly that turned into like a slightly what's now known as you know that typical i think bahar jo stereotype karte hai ek pulpy messy bollywood poster you know the whole mm-hmm. masala poster kind of thing so that that started happening you know um, very like brash use of color and this and the other but yeah like i said ultimately i think it was around the mid 70s and 80s when you know hand painted posters started dying out and that crude paper photo cutout collage kind of style uh, began to take over and that was pretty much the norm mostly until the i think mid 90s or so when slightly more sophisticated techniques uh, started actually not even mid 90s but yeah i mean they were maybe like i mean I mean, DDLJ and all one one direct them cut out stuff, but they were still photographic and all. Yeah, but more towards the early two thousands, I think when you know Photoshop and all of that came into being. Uh, Correct. And of course, it changed like Rahul Nanda and Himachal Nanda. These, I think, they were one of the first people to uh, introduce like new media techniques. And uh, and of course, there was yeah. So there was I think there was a studio called Glamour. uh by simrit barar i think they did the lagan and a bunch of uh, these posters there was nandas and now of course there's a bunch of other agencies marching and so not so yeah now we moved completely to like obviously uh, the whole photoshop era which uh, again i don't think has necessarily been a very great thing here because unfortunately in india i feel i don't think we've managed to make a very graceful transition from the hand painted era to uh to the whatever analog cut out to the finally even the photoshop era you know like so i feel uh, that's where we kind of like i feel back then we could stand we had an own distinct aesthetic and we could stand uh, along with the rest of the world as like okay here this is like our kind of design and it it was world class but i feel now we've moved to a place where we are mostly aping uh a hollywood style of poster we don't really have much of our own aesthetic very rarely do you see that uh, and hmm. and yeah the the photoshopping lacks a certain uh, finesse either it's overdone or it's too blatantly obvious uh, yeah so in fact uh, so, sorry to interrupt but in fact that's what was my next question that you have written like a nice article about like what makes a great poster right and obviously it has lot of collection of hollywood posters so what can we learn from uh, hollywood as a as a, in in the backdrop of poster making ah uh, hard to really say that in one thing and not that i hold hollywood per se as one kind of beacon of like poster design i think there's a lot of interesting artists working in uh, other parts of the world uh, you know i mean um, yeah like in south america or or in europe sometimes uh, but having said that um, see of course i mean I, our our reference our reference point for good posters is i mean i don't know how many people in india really watch world cinema in general right general, right mean. right or even american independent cinema where which is where yeah. most of the good poster work uh, in hollywood happens but having said mm. that uh, yeah there is of course uh, um, number one i think there's just like a bare you know honestly i'm not a technical like person so i don't know what they do but like i mean i just no- noticed like definitely there's a difference in the sheer like 
finish like of the airbrushing of the photoshop uh, of like hollywood posters uh, you know like of late now like a lot of indian series uh, for example sacred games or a, a patal lok or you know because they're being made by netflix and amazon the key art is often being done in america and if you notice them you'll you'll see a distinct difference in tone so there's is i think a certain mastery of tone that they have uh, that we don't really we're a bit like uh, inconsistent on we don't have as strong a hold on tone and that is uh, mm. so hard to like actually explain you know like tonality Correct. something you just Correct. either get or don't you just see it uh, so there's this that there's uh, yeah like i mean and generally i feel there's still i mean of course like i said there's, there's enough like trashy or very conventional posters coming out of hollywood also but there's still i think a semblance of uh, you know they still seem to care about it as an art you know uh, so i mean even for i mean there's enough like i said trashy posters out of hollywood but then even for a tentpole film uh, you'll see some really great and sometimes groundbreaking design i mean you see the new uh, uh, harley quinn film uh, uh, you know that that's a pretty mainstream film and the poster designs for the film are wild i mean uh, i mean of course the film is also kind of wild but so it kind of fits but then yeah like they really pushed the envelope in terms of just how uh, they look and uh, yeah so that's one thing they like finesse is one thing but also i think there's the again the the, the entire uh, want of like pushing the envelope in terms of aesthetic which which and i don't blame the design agencies necessarily here i think it's a bit of both i think it's the design agencies also who sometimes come up with very rote and unoriginal and like copied stuff and there's of course the studios who you know when every design agency's uh, uh dustbin of like unused designs you'll find like probably the best stuff they've done <laughs> you know which just never mm-hmm. gets passed mm-hmm. but then i guess that's like a worldwide thing also like i am sure that a shock yeah like i'm definitely positive that that happens in hollywood or any other place like you know every agency will have that story that our best designs go to the waste bin uh, you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah unfortunately yeah, i mean i mean ha uh, when you said uh, like you're not like a really matlab in depth research kind of a background in, mm-hmm. in poster making but it would be really interesting to understand and get someone uh, to understand like explain because when i see like satyajit ray's poster mm. uh, and the type of graphical work he and and few of the contemporaries at that time have done mm. uh, they have sort of a finish what you're talking about right. but i don't know where and how did it digress or how did it get diluted but uh, see actually, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it would be unfair to actually compare that with this because that's a completely different time you know and you have ray who's like the singular i mean ray's like in stands out from the rest of indian movie posters in general he's like a genre in himself you know he's like yeah. one of and and of course what a lot of people know is that ray was a graphic designer before he was a filmmaker so he he's literally had that background he was a proper proper like graphic designer type designer he created typefaces so i mean ray is just like a different category is one of a kind like i was recently doing like a list for movie.com of my favorite indian posters and i decided to just stick to hindi posters because a uh, number one i didn't know enough for about like say south posters and you know like i mean the history of them but apart from that i mean yeah like the only other main person i could think of whose posters and all the posters are amazing is ray and i was like you know it would feel weird to just put one ray poster there uh, because mm-hmm. they're just all so amazing <laughs> you know like his work is seminal 
so yeah. and like ray like i said is is not just a rarity in india is like a rarity in the world internationally i mean how how many filmmakers do we know who are also designers and such amazing designers at that uh, so yeah. also that's i think a completely you know different thing also again like worldwide there was more uh, art art per se in poster design uh, uh, earlier than that mm-hmm. now so yeah that's just kind of an unfair comparison but uh, Yeah, and, and can you can you give any names uh, of like really great poster designers across the globe like which right, we were talking right about now. more recently yeah i mean uh, you were talking about this uh, in in before the call started right right uh, what can we like we can have some sort of names right, who have right. like really done so, great posters so right? uh, you know um i'll first like of course just talk mainly about like designers working in america uh, the first name of course and have been uh, kind of like literally fanboying over her work for the last decade is akiko sternberger uh, her handle on instagram is doyrivative d o y r i v a t i v e uh, akiko has quietly been she's been very low profile like uh, in terms of like interviews and all it's only recently that she started doing press interviews she's come on social media and actually started talking more about her work she also published a book which i bought uh but uh, akiko's been doing some of the most stunning work um you know in in poster design over the last decade uh, i think i don't know how old she is but she's not very old but she's I mean, she's already kind of like a legend in my eyes she's done some amazing work uh, this uh, haneke's uh, uh, funny games poster the american one uh, with neomi watts the close up of her face with the tear trickling down it's these are like iconic designs and uh, yeah and and her mastery over the reason i single her out always is because her mastery over tone and uh, the diversity of work in her profile you know she just doesn't have one style like she's pretty much aced every style out there when it whether it's like realistic digital painting or whether it's other kinds of illustration or whether it is high gloss typical hollywood uh, you know um, mainstream work she's done it all and she's aced all of it so she's just flat out amazing uh, but apart from her there's a lot of people there's brandon shaper who does amazing work there's someone called sam smith uh, they in fact had this great podcast which just ended called the poster boys uh, that they used to host uh, it's still up there so you can check it out so there's them uh, there is uh, uh, so many people yeah actually i mean if i just go through my uh, postophilia uh, uh, follow list right now um, yeah because i actually often i follow so many people now that i kind of you know offhand uh, lose track of track of names sometimes yeah. uh, there's this uh, wonderful i must say a uh, po- young polish artist uh, called alexander wolijuski i don't know how to pronounce his surname but he's really young he's like literally just out of college and he's doing some like god level amazing work uh, there is a uh, Dan Petrus from uh, uh, Mexico I think Daniel Petrus he does some great work there is uh, Andrew Bannister who just from the UK who just did uh, this new uh, turner uh, 360 degree view of the parasite poster the black and white edition that I just posted uh, there is the Boland design company a uh, lot of people <laughs> just just yeah. yeah i think what we'll do is we'll make like a list and i'll put post it on yeah, in the show notes, definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so uh, just changing a tracks uh, a bit and i would like to also ask you about your like most like recent exploration of bollywood posters uh, especially in japan and other parts of the world so can you share about that i mean 
uh, any any insights there and i'm particularly curious uh, to know that at least what i saw for like uh, rajnikanth's robot poster or right. some of the other things they are not just uh, transliterating it or just transcribing like changing adapting the, it, the yeah. like, not adapting it but ha huh, they are completely redoing the artwork like right. in 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 case of um, like the flowers they are like anime style or japanese yeah. style whatever yeah. like yeah. different style of artwork altogether so any any insights there and right. a bit about uh these these type of posters sure. what you have found out so i mean uh, uh, when it comes to rajnikanth of course is is like japan obviously there's these japanese posters and japan is like a country with a completely crazy poster aesthetic you know i think uh, there are fans like me worldwide of uh, what japan does with its posters and it's so crazy because there's no uh, their design is like chaotic basically but there's a weird method to the madness where it you know so there is some kind of pattern there which is really hard to put a finger to but it doesn't follow any typical design rules japanese design and and yeah it is one of the few countries which till date uh, have retained that uh, madness and like that individuality in their design because now of course uh, now if you see foreign posters for a film like say an indian film or a hollywood film now it's become very globalized so mostly you will see the same artwork adapted you know to different countries the title will change xyz but the key art what is called will relatively remain the same japan is one of the few countries where yeah like i think it comes from uh, not that i've ever been to japan but you know the fact that they're a very high context culture and they, you know there's a great specificity to their culture and their aesthetics so uh, so yeah i think that is probably where it comes from but yeah it's very fascinating to see how japan always uh, uh, interprets its posters till date uh, you know because like i said other countries have often like lost that uh, thing or uh, about it but uh, Jap- you know like thailand for example used to have amazing uh, vintage art uh, very reminiscent of bollywood actually very colorful and but that's kind of died out again the way it's died out in india you know hand hand painted posters have died out and they looked at as dated now so it's not happening anymore but uh, yeah japan since uh, yeah the style wasn't even strictly necessarily hand painted it was like uh, a mix of like sometimes hand painted and sometimes like uh, crazy kinds of collage and very playful use of type and stuff like that so that that has stayed on till now and it's uh, it's very fascinating to see that uh, but how did you found these because rajnikanth obviously um, i mean it's it's a very क्लीशे क्वेश्चन कि रजनीकांत कैसे पहुंच गए उधर बट रजनीकांत सब जगह है तो बट श्रीदेवी पोस्टर्स पोस्टर्स एंड लाइक लाइक हाउ डिड uh i don't know where along the way i kind of ended up finding uh, stuff for indian films maybe on some website or something like that um but uh, yeah and then last year i pitched uh, an article to film companion of course about you know and then that's when i really really started digging for indian movie posters in japan so i found a lot more stuff than i had found before but when it comes to rajnikanth uh, a little bit of like history there um, so i mean uh, basically uh i'm forgetting who got it there and stuff but how indian films kind of landed up in japan is i think in in around 95 or sometime in the mid 90s 
the first film mainstream film that had kind of released there was uh, Raju Bangya Gentleman and that became like a huge hit and then uh, sometime later uh, this film uh, of Rajni Khan called Muthu it released there and it was like a gigantic smash hit and that's what kind of made Rajni Khan kind of this cult figure in Japan you know who has a huge fan following so after muthu there were a lot of other films that uh, they they kind of obviously distributors tried to cash in on it and uh, actually frankly a lot of them didn't meet with the same success uh, one of them i think was a pretty like big disappointment commercially but having said that the rajnikanth uh, aura has kind of endured still in japan and his films have consistently released there and of course now uh, like we've made kind of inroads into uh, china the country we are not supposed to name right now uh, <laughs> uh japanese uh, i mean a lot of bollywood films about started releasing in japan so i've increasingly seen been seeing i've been seeing posters for andhadhun and gali boy and a lot of uh, indian films over there as well um, so yeah i mean that is pretty there's also there's also a pattern of uh... we having like a good presence in russia as well right yes. i mean raj kapoor films were like very famous in japan so have you found any any okay, I mean, uh, posters there yeah so i mean uh, so yeah like like you were saying like there's been this whole obsession i think my pet obsession postophilia has been finding uh, foreign language posters for indian films uh, foreign origin posters and uh, sometime last year is when i think again i don't know where it started but i found a couple of uh, uh, russian posters or foreign posters for rajkapoor films rajkapoor of course was like i think uh, you know i think the whole uh, socialist values in his film and all of that really appealed over there so he became really big in russia there are crazy stories about how he once landed in russia and like his entire the taxi he was in or the car he was in was like lifted up by people and like carried on the road so like he there was like some kind of crazy craze about raj kapoor uh, uh, in in you know the whole soviet region in turkey where this even like a remake of avara and so raj kapoor films really traveled especially in in Uh, that part of europe uh, and hence there were like a lot of like uh, unique art from different countries for his film so as i kept digging into it like i said again i i discovered uh, uh, posters from russia i discovered posters from yugoslavia which doesn't exist anymore uh, from uh, the czech republic uh, from poland uh, from east germany um, you know from from all kinds of bulgaria all kinds of countries for his films and that's when uh, yeah this whole deep dive into foreign posters started i also acquired by the way this uh, which is one of my most prized possessions uh, i acquired this east german poster for avara which you can uh, see on my feed i just saw it and it was just love at first sight so <laughs> that was an adventure in itself like you know uh, <laughs> getting in touch with this uh, poster seller from germany and uh, just first making sure that the poster is in like good shape and all and then uh, while he was sending it to me uh, when he was literally taking it out of his cupboard to send it to me tore and then he was like oh, i'm so sorry i don't want to sell you a damaged piece and then i was like how damaged is it <laughs> so thankfully just a corner tore and whatever so he sold it to me at like a slight discount and i got it and it's been lying with me over the last year i just got it uh, restored because these old east german posters were such brittle thin paper and they were old posters always folded right uh, the story mm-hmm. was in like kind of pretty uh, fragile state so yeah i found out somebody here who does uh, what is called linen backing you know it's kind of mm-hmm. 
preserves the poster and got that done. So anyway, so that that I think it started with Raj Kapoor, but then it went. I went on to find uh, a lot of other stuff. Yeah, because uh, after Raj Kapoor, of course, in Russia, when it comes to Russia, there was Nithun who made a huge splash with disco dancer, and again that led to like a surge of uh, uh, Hindi films releasing in in Russia and uh, surrounding. areas so there are a lot of like poster for mithun films over there uh, you know a lot of very obscure titles also sometimes uh, there are a couple for these shri devi films so yeah till till about the late 80s to early 90s till about trudev and all these films were releasing in russia you know parinda trudev uh, and other titles like vodin aiga and olad and stuff like that so and and there's some crazy really nutty art uh, and beautiful art for them you know like sometimes you look at the art and you're like what like this this amazing very avogard looking art for this film <laughs> so so yeah mm-hmm. you know, so yeah i've been i've been finding a lot of those uh, and um, yeah like some of them have just been sold randomly at auctions i don't know where they went some of them are still available and i'm trying to find a way to actually acquire those and kind of place them in an archive or something because i feel uh, yeah the reason i've been so fascinated with these foreign posters is that no one i mean almost no one knows about them you know people don't know this shit existed uh, uh, i've spoken to filmmakers and studios and shown them these posters of theirs like from foreign countries and they had no clue this stuff existed so uh, wow. yeah it's, it's not even like they'll be lost from public memory first like they have to be brought into public memory to begin with you know uh so that's what like i mean we do a terrible job of like archiving and preservation in this country but still at least like all our main hindi mainstream posters they you know you people have seen them they're somewhat in like in public memory this stuff is like unheard of and it's such a revelation like you said like it's so fascinating always uh to see your own films depicted in this wildly different way uh the way you won't even have imagined Uh, by some artist in some other country or some designers in, in some other part of the world. So, yeah. Correct, correct. In fact, I did one interview with uh, Anupama Hoskare, mm-hmm. and she's a puppeteer. Right. And she said, um, like, if you go to Bulgaria and other parts of Europe, uh, you will find like lot of museums which have kept um, these cool-looking puppets, mm-hmm. especially in Germany. now uh, she asked that where did you get these from and they said like just 400 years ago from your country <laughs> and and she was like are are why are we not museifying like and then i went on to ask her that is museumification like an indian thing and she said like perhaps not because we are constantly living museums so we just keep creating and then the rest of the world is consuming or right. or making it better or stuff like that so it was an interesting conversation so that's why like i i remembered that because you when you said that our producers directors may not be aware of something which is being in done in the other part of the world with their artwork is because we are simply busy making stuff here and like not really bothered about yeah. uh, what's happening out there yeah true though yeah, i mean we do a great job preserving our own stuff yeah i mean satyajit ray's films are being restored by martin scorsese and uh, you know criterion and the academy so uh, yeah. that's kind of sad but hopefully we'll we'll get better there are people who are making correct in fact the sad part is i would like to i'm i'm in touch with uh, the person whom i wish to interview but uh, he's he's very very old he's about 85 right now mm-hmm. and he he is sort of losing track 
of what he says so i have to really meet him in person and not do it on the phone right uh, but uh, he said that uh, there are about 1800 movies which are non talky uh, which are silent films and uh, they are they are still yet to be like properly preserved they are just uh, lying there nobody knows about it and uh, in india in india so right. that's that's uh, there's a i i'm going to post a link uh, of scroll article uh, there's a brilliant article written on that so right. anyway so we will just it's just a an ending conversation i wanted to just conclude uh, with uh, two more questions one is uh, i mean i understand that plagiarism itself is a different session all together with so much things to be discussed but mm-hmm. have you found any copycats uh, like big time like like almost as big as uh, geo meet copying zoom any matlab i mean of course uh, everybody knows how how rampant it has been uh, you know in 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 uh, in bollywood like copying posters uh, and really blatantly you know like it's like they don't even bother to disguise the the original source i mean to be very honest like i said i have a huge problem there's such a precedent of plagiarism here that anything that is remotely similar also like there'll be a dumb media article saying that oh ye to copy hai and you know and it might even not be a copy you know because all, honestly everything in i was just discussing this with akiko recently and you know that's what we were saying like there is there are hardly any new ideas in poster design especially commercial poster design anymore you know everything has become a trope like every every kind of design has been done already so it's really all about how you put it into context and how you put a new twist to it now uh, because there's nothing there's no there's hardly any idea now you can claim that ye to original hai because you'll most likely find something similar made in some part of the world if not here uh, before mm. having said that uh, yeah of course there is blatant plagiarism here uh, i think when it comes to plagiarism i have to point a finger maybe like their deadlines to meet and stuff but i have to point a finger towards uh, design agencies because in my experience that's what i've seen like the studios obviously are not aware of the different designs being made around the world and if a studio decides to chipkow like a design from uh, uh, you know abroad there's no way the studio will actually uh, know unless they also really follow poster design that much so they won't know and often i think what happens here is also uh, uh, we take a reference and we forget the difference between like just referencing and like again like just copying it wholesale uh, you know so so that happens very often you know you'll see a reference and it's it's way too close to the reference you can't call it a reference anymore uh, yeah no. so i mean i mean uh, almost like a case of 1960s to 80s ke beech mein ka म्यूजिक जैसे रिप ऑफ मारा था आई थिंक पोस्टर का लाइक इट हैज बीन ऑल द वे लॉन्ग इज दैट अ फेयर एजम्पशन हां आई मीन ओल्ड टाइम में आई थिंक आई मीन ऑफ कोर्स वी ऑलवेज आई थिंक इन सम वेज आवर नेम वाज लाइक बॉलीवुड हैज ट्राइड टू इन सम वेज ए हॉलीवुड एंड आई थिंक आवर पोस्टर स्टैटिक वाज आल्सो बट या आई मीन द केस ऑफ ब्लेटेंट प्लेजरिज्म ऑफ कोर्स इज नाउ लाइक यू नो वेयर वेयर पीपल आई डोंट नो हाउ दे फील बोल्ड इनफ टू जस्ट just be that direct i mean um, there was a possible like this series called uh, bram series original film called bram recently again and they they clearly ripped off the poster for uh, the jennifer kent film the nightingale and i'm like like dude like at least just like maybe change the background color <laughs> you know <laughs> you know everything is the same you're not even attempting to disguise it but having said that uh, which is why i wrote this article on film companion like i said uh, this there's sometimes i feel oversimplification of this whole thing 
my own poster was once like uh, 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 kind of called out for supposed plagiarism the poster for newton that we did which had these fingers pointing uh, all over at him and it was compared to the poster for ganshatru which is this old satyajit film and uh, i mean number one like i mean the american it was done by an american designer he probably had never seen this ganshatru but i mean his fingers pointing towards a man like i'll show you at like 10 different layouts you know which are like that you know and in in any case like i know how that design came to be so i mean those kind of similarities happen and uh, it's not necessarily plagiarism uh, per se but yeah i mean i think i think you need basically a little more nuance and a little trained eye to tell the difference between and that's what i tried to bring in with my article on film companion you know like so that people just start like thoda sa seeing the difference between uh, or where the lines are blur where the lines blur and where the demarcations are very very clear between plagiarizing or inspiration or referencing or near even a tribute or like a pastiche as they call it uh so, so yeah these are yeah, in fact uh, for those who are copying and those design studios design agencies out there i think i am can proudly say that you can just follow one line which godada had said right is that uh, it it's not important where you take things from it's uh, where you, you take them, them to absolutely and i've actually yeah. quoted that line in my article <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. exactly it yeah like everything everything already exists uh, sometimes okay. unfortunately it happens that like the ideas are so similar that you have to i've had to uh, like scratch out designs that i've thought of and i've Like it was like literally surreal once a film called Ribbon. I was I thought of this design and uh, and it was literally like came organically because there was a still existing still we couldn't do a photo shoot. There was an existing still of the lead couple under this umbrella and I thought of this design where there's graffiti drawn on top of the umbrella and there's all these things raining on them, you know, so as to speak. Mm. And literally the next day. and it wasn't even existing design that poster came out that day the next day i went to imp awards which is like the imdb movie posters the next day i saw a brand new poster with the exact same layout like it had it was literally the same thing there was no difference between what i had thought of and that and i was just stunned and i had to then like just cancel out that idea because i was you know there's no way we can make it different from this it's exactly the same <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was using it was probably very different from from that but yeah yeah so that also happens sometimes two people you know sitting across the world can have the exact same idea uh, yeah. it is mind boggling but it happens yeah i mean i was I, i'm reading this book uh, which is called what is art and 100 other important questions and in that uh, the the writer ernest bengrill he says uh, like how come people steal my ideas and uh, the, there's a short answer and a long answer format and the short answer he says that uh, it's inevitable or something like that and the long answer is uh, that there were two islands and uh, both of them had monkeys uh, which never communicated with each other mm-hmm. and uh, on one island the monkey uh, happens to understand that hey the sea can wash away the dirt and the sand over a potato and soon they understand that uh, they can eat those potatoes and they start eating it at the same time the same thing happens on the other island as well does that mean that they are copying no but and i mean monkeys right so they are not copying really but it just happened that you both were struck with the same idea 
right so he he puts it very really nicely in fact in that uh, book yeah. anyway so we'll we'll move uh, to the last question is uh, it's has been an interesting conversation so i don't have the latest stats uh, but uh, i was just digging around in 2018 uh, india made about 1813 films uh, china made around 1082 japan 613 uh, us uh, 576 hmm. uh, france a uh, few hundreds and then uk was about 202 so overall we are talking about 6000 films in a year right, right. <laughs> so this is just one year hmm. and uh, cinema has been going for 120 years so i don't i, I can't even calculate that i want to ask you to conclude uh, what's the overall plan with postophilia like uh, do you think it's a humongous task or you just want to keep it running as and when you stumble upon great posters what's what's the future like i mean it's like you said there's so many films so it's like there's endless amount of stuff to post like every day i have like 10 posters vying for my attention and like aaj kaun sa poster i mean currently like say on my phone i already have like a bank of like some 20 30 images which i'm like ki acha in which order should i post them and it's endless because i mean there's like this entire vast bank of history to dig from and there is new stuff coming out every day and it's from all over the world uh, like i said uh, do ya yeah, i i have tried to uh, focus a little more on uh, indian indian cinema uh, of late and if not indian like i want to focus a little more because like i said there's adrian's blog and he does such an amazing job of it so i'm trying to find uh, gaps in that which you know maybe uh, so of late like i said i i discovered uh, posters from thailand and i've been completely fascinated by it i also have like bought one <laughs> which i'm very superstitious about i'm not posting that image until it comes <laughs> into my hands <laughs> and yeah mm-hmm. it's gone to the uk right now because of the situation here but um, so yeah there's there's that and uh, yeah every second day i start discovering this like crazy i recently got in touch with uh, this guy uh, 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 from from thailand who's also like a huge poster buff uh, uh, on on posterphilia he sells posters as well so i started talking to him and uh, Uh, you know i had all these questions about thai posters uh, from him and then he suddenly asked me that hey like i'm very interested in iranian posters do you know where i can buy those and i have no clue i still don't know where you can buy them but i started digging into iranian uh, film posters and again there was so much that i hadn't seen before you know uh, mm-hmm. and you know we usually know the few filmmakers the makmal buff farhadi and these are the names we are usually familiar with but there's a lot of other Iranian filmmakers, a lot of more mainstream films, and they had some very interesting uh, uh, poster designs. So yeah, it's 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 actually a little maddening. It's endless. But what I uh, the future in terms of future plans, one thing I really am trying to put together is, like I said, uh, uh, these foreign posters for Indian films. I'm trying to find a way to kind of uh, put them together. Yeah, like I mean, make a actual. Uh, I know, like we said, they're so terrible at archiving. but uh, trying to find a way because i i see a lot of them which have uh, already sold at online auctions and uh, i don't know if those can be retraced or recovered i mean god knows who's bought them and in what condition they are where but there is stuff that i have tracked down uh, from random sellers online that is still available to buy and i'm sure they are like you know they are liable to tear the way the avara poster i bought did uh, so i am trying to find a way to uh, get like some kind of funding or get someone who actually has the resources to also preserve them so maybe just like and acquire 
you know these posters in 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 huge quantities uh, from all over the world whatever is available just get them here do a grand ghar vapasi of foreign indian <laughs> posters and uh, yeah hopefully kind of just restore them and archive them and and most importantly digitize them oh my god i cannot emphasize this enough i feel it's so important to digitize stuff i think posterfilia itself is like my uh, you know diy at home attempt to uh, archive and digitize stuff sometimes i take very bad pictures actually and i photoshop them and uh, with my terrible photoshopping i wish i had better skills but i somehow managed to do a i zoom into the pixels i remove marks and realign them and stuff so so yeah i mean but it's so important to digitize stuff yeah like there's an arth satya poster for example the indian poster for arth satya it's a beautiful poster one of the most gorgeous indian posters i ever seen and i included yeah. it in my movie list and there was no proper scan of this poster available online if you just google it you'll find like you'll find parts of it you'll find the audio jacket but you'll not find the proper whole one sheet poster ka like a full image uh, now it's mm. there because i have put it but I, that was an adventure like literally you know like because i saw an image of this poster on the journalist jairjun singh's blog mm. he has a actual big copy of this poster that was gifted to him by manjula padmanabhan who's the artist uh, she's his friend so she gave him a signed copy which he's framed and i he had posted a picture of it on his blog and i was like wow this is so gorgeous and uh, when i was doing this list i knew i had to include that arthya poster in that list so uh, i hounded poor jay and like i was like please 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 can you just take a photograph of this poster somehow i'll clean it up on photoshop i'll do something you know just get me mm-hmm. something so uh, he and before that of course i tried to i got even got in touch with manjula padmanabhan through him i asked her if she has a soft copy scan she didn't uh, she was she's also in the U- us at the time uh, so she said her her physical copy is also in india so so there was no way i tried getting in touch with mr nehlani but again he was somewhere out of reach so i couldn't get in touch so anyways there was it was untraceable so i got jay to take a picture on his mobile phone of the poster from an angle of course it had reflections and all because it was framed but we got it i took help from some friends i straightened it realigned it cleaned out the reflection recolored it and kind of just passed it through manjula to make sure it kind of looks like the original and then that's what you now like see in that article so yeah like i mean i feel physical copies will ultimately die out you know they're already dying out they will die out they're not going to be they'll either die out they'll, they'll they'll keep remain in some museum or some this thing and i'd like to quote what actually uh, uh, ranjini majumdar who is a professor with jnu i think and she's done some amazing research and study on posters and what she said in an article you know it stuck with me it's something that i've thought always posters are such a public art form they were meant for the people and it's i find it so incredibly frustrating when uh, these posters either just die out or were still are there but they're just trapped in museums or galleries or in private collections and nobody gets to see them what's the point right and you will sit yeah. on this thing for a lifetime eventually it will die out or even if it doesn't it will just lie there and nobody will see it so can we please like start digitizing this stuff and put them publicly somewhere uh, where they can at least be seen and appreciated without terrible watermarks uh, preferably yeah. uh, of course there's a huge problem in india where people back images it's literally happened to a fan post i made <clears throat> I made a fan poster for Mahanagar some years back, uh, and uh, somebody just backed it, and it's been selling. Like I've seen it in people's homes, and they bought it. So, so people do that. They rip like high-res images that 
tell every artist to never put high-res images or big images of the artwork online because it will be misused by someone or the other. But uh, but yeah, at least like I mean, if you know, in a decent viewable size, if these posters can be made available in some form on a website or in a book uh, for people to see and there's some public record of it, that would be great. Uh, and uh, I think that's something we need a lot of work done in. And yeah, trying absolutely. <laughs> Cool. I think uh, this is a good note to end this. Uh, I mean, it's, we can just go on and on because it's yes. so fascinating and so uh, so much to know, so much to document, so much to archive about Absolutely. Hollywood, uh, Bollywood uh, in general. I just started a new, uh, 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 I must mention this before I go, uh, uh, Instagram account also, by the way, called Title Recall. It's kind of an extension of poster failure. So uh, and one thing I noticed in a lot of old Indian posters, especially from the uh, parallel cinema era. Sometimes the posters weren't so great, but the title designs were just so distinctive and fascinating. And I thought this would be a great extension to Posterphilia where I just document title logos and designs from Indian cinema because that is also so unique to us, you know, the way we... So that is a parallel project that I just started. It's very exciting, got like a great uh, response. Also, I think of interest to people who are just typographers and into type, you know, even if you're not a movie buff. Uh, so so yeah excited about that just seeing what I can do and where it goes yeah superb man all the best for that as well thank you so I'll, I'll put those uh, links in the show notes uh, once again thanks a lot Azan for giving your time it was really wonderful talking to you absolute pleasure Gedar. thank you so much thanks for listening till the end I wanted to give a quick reminder to try Mubi a curated streaming service to watch few of the best films across the globe all you need to do is go to mubi.com slash audiogan that is m-u-b-i dot slash audiogan and sign up for a 30-day free trial to watch great cinema. Thank you. And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on audiogan.com. Till then, bye. It's been a great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On This Round is On Me, Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish Thing, Anish welcomes ultra-marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On ThinkFast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuni One, Sheila Dathya is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Nutty Gritties. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcast.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on youtube.com slash IBM Podcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week. Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tales, Kotak Privy League Program and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks guys, without you this would not be possible. 
Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.